0: <laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell.
1: What's up, guys? We are in the fiery, fiery, scary depths of hell. We are with comedian Doug Smith. You know him from This Is Not Happening, Conan. Brooklyn ball barber and his debut album barely regal is available on all platforms now. Also, you're about to go on Corden in like a second. He he's going on my co- podcast in a to second, warm up across the street. Yeah, just to warm up a little bit. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. This
1: is fun because I normally like know people who come on my podcast, but I don't know you, so we're gonna go from zero to 100 real quick. All right, Let's do it. And I'm excited. <laughs> Wait, where are you from?
2: I grew up in Connecticut, Richfield, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour north of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, born and raised there 20 years, but I've been here for 15. Okay. So
1: How long have you had your mustache, more importantly?
2: uh, Like eight years now, maybe nine. Why I did you get it? I think it's here to stay now. This
1: is fascinating to me.
2: Why did you get uh, it? Well, I attempted to grow a full beard, <laughs> and I could not do that. <laughs> but stash came in strong, and I... I'm th- I'm 37. I feel like I actually look 37 now, but I felt I looked I like a fucking 12-year-old. You, you don't think so? No. What would you guess?
1: 32.
2: Yeah? All right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but, you what know, what do I look like? Oh, you're making that face. <laughs> 40. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just immediately put you on the spot? 29.
1: I'm twenty eight, that's fucked up. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it's gonna be a long podcast. It's because
2: you're so mature. Um,
1: <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> I literally, have people on Twitter every day going, it's like a seven year old." Um, but thank you for that. So yeah, why would you get? Why did you get? Did I because
2: I looked twelve when I started out in comedy, and I just I had people tell me all the time, "You look so young," which I guess now is a good thing, but at the time I hated it. So I just wanted to look older. Yeah. So. Do you I feel like know.
1: it's helped your humor to be like the mustache guy?
2: Uh, no, because there's a lot of us now. But I feel like I gotta a hold on just out, of, just out of spite, you know. It's like
1: Doug Smith got a mustache, so <laughs> I want to get a mustache. <laughs> And, and you that, had, like, the, curl, the curls, too, sometimes.
2: No, I never had the curls. You didn't? How dare you spread such lies. Really? You didn't? No, no I never had the curls.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said but, that. Why am I spreading <laughs> false rumors about you?
2: But now it's at the point where I've had it. My son is four, so I've had it his whole life, and I'm pretty positive if I was to shave now, he would probably not come near me.
1: He would be scared. He's I've like, asked him a the few times. I was
2: like, should I get rid of the mustache? He's like, no. Please don't.
1: When you met your wife, did you have your mustache?
2: I did not. No, I did not. And
1: then one day you were like, look who you're dating now.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's stuck with me through a lot. Because I did not, I also was not doing comedy when we met. So she went from oh. having me around all the time to, oh. I started comedy three years into us dating.
1: What were you doing before?
2: Uh, we had a dog walking service oh, together. Oh, cool. Yeah, which I actually just um, let crumble about a year ago. Okay. I was like losing clients one by one. Because it was it was just kind of like it was subsidizing the comedy thing for a while. Yeah. Um.
1: Did you hire dog walkers, or you two were just like rampantly?
2: It was just us, just us two. Guys. Yeah.
1: That's. Do you find it made you guys closer, or it caused more issues? No, when you were it was awful. Together? It was awful. <laughs>
2: Just go from living <laughs> together to riding into the city together and work and like working together all day it was not good.
1: And then there's just like
2: there's s- too much time spent together
1: and spoiled New York City dogs in between. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I it's
1: probably, I imagine it like teaching where it's like the kids are they have their issues, whatever, but it's the parents that are really the most annoying, right? And you probably had to deal with some fucking annoying new york city uh, oh people. Yeah,
2: yeah. These french bulldogs right outside the door here reminded triggering? me they they were very triggering <laughs> as i walked these uh i had these two french bulldogs. One of them was perfectly healthy. The other one has a, had a degenerative spinal disorder, so his back <laughs> his back legs were useless. He was he was basically paralyzed from the waist down. So you
1: got him when he was paralyzed though.
2: Uh yes. Yeah.
1: Or did you paralyze? Him? <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, I don't like you, fucking Frenchies. <laughs> so he, the the owner, brought us in. She was like, Listen, I know this is this is you know difficult circumstances, but he's my baby. You can charge me more. So we were like, Okay, we'll definitely charge you more. Mm-hmm. So we, because we had to walk the one and roll the other one. <laughs> he had a wheelchair strapped to him, and he couldn't he couldn't go to the bathroom on his own. So this dog wore toddler diapers. Oh, no. So I would show up and he would be wearing like Buzz Lightyear diapers, mm-hmm. and I would have to take his diaper off and squeeze him out onto a wee-wee pad. What? Yeah.
1: You had to squeeze him? I had to him? like
2: wrap my hands around his waist and <laughs> squeeze his bladder onto a wee-wee pad.
1: I wish that's how I, I peed. <laughs> I <was laughs> yeah. On random dudes like, squeeze me, <laughs> yeah. squeeze me.
2: Every time you get a hug, you're like, whoops. <laughs>
1: So I want to know. I'm fascinated by the mustache. Are you yep. actually related to Ulysses S. Grant? I am. Yeah. You have that like pure white bread look to you, <laughs> where like your features are very delicate and like, um, what's the word? Symmetrical. Feminine. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have pretty eyes. You're like, I need to get a mustache. You can to- see him
2: through these. Tra- I just got transition lenses. Yeah, for I the didn't want to make
1: fun of you on that, but.
2: Yeah, I feel like I look like a mobster in a retirement home with these things. Yeah, on.
1: you walked in shades on, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if he's gonna take them off. the The transitionals are—they're those look nice.
2: Yeah, I've never had a pair before. I'm still. Uh, I'm fine with them. It's watching other people watch them <laughs> transition that is still, I'm still wrapping my, my head around.
1: My dad them, had them. They were just always like in the between phase. Yeah. And I was like, are you good? I feel like they're kind of like, <laughs> remember mood rings? Yeah, like yeah. Mood rings for glasses. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> he hates me right now. <laughs> You're like, don't look at me. Um, I like to delve in on people's insecurities, but it sounds like, was your insecurity being looking like you were young? physically Um, what's your biggest physical insecurity yeah
2: i i had like terrible terrible acne for shit like 15 years wow like really bad did you
1: ever go on accutane or anything
2: two cycles of accutane
1: wow you just burn your uterus that's what it does my kidneys are fucking fried (laughs) are you (laughs) 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 everyone's like you can't have a baby if you go on it and i'm like Okay. Were you on it? No, I wasn't. Uh, but my you've
2: f- seen the, the pill packs with the conehead babies on the back, right? Yeah,
1: that shit's intense. Yeah. Even it, as
2: a man, it's like, I don't want to be putting this in my body. But if yeah. it does that to it, it's it's sure it's doing something else to me. Yeah, something's you know? getting burned. Yeah, exactly.
1: And scorched. Yeah. And the, but I feel like <laughs> it helps you get a personality when you your face has like actual sores coming out. Oh yeah, the time. When you just want to. You got to soften the interaction. Go
2: into hiding all the time. <laughs> I yeah.
1: remember everyone has their like acne stage. I just would always be like, I'd always get the one right in the middle. Oh of yeah, forehead. Like, give me yeah. a side cheek.
2: Right, and right. And then
1: whenever you engage with anyone, it's like with your glasses, you're like just watching them engage with your pimple oh god you know like do we say call it out like i know it's bleeding i picked it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know it's bleeding (laughs) the Um,
2: plasma bubble is slowly forming yeah. yeah It was bad.
1: Does your wife like your mustache is what I'm, I've been trying to get at this whole time.
2: She's uh, she's fine with it. She could go either way. Is, I shaved is, is for our wedding. Is kissing
1: fun? Like, is it more fun uh, with the mustache or worse?
2: I would, uh, she, I mean, I think she would probably say no. I think when I when I, when I haven't just trimmed it, it's fine. But yeah. when i just trimmed it, she it's says it's spiky. like making it out with a walrus. Yeah, it's very spiky. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, grossly enough, I think she prefers it like longer.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's, do you put oil in it?
2: No, no. But I'm, you know, I moisturize my whole face. <laughs> I have a full, like, skin care regimen now oh, as a result It's so of, funny,
1: I just had Jordan Fisher on. Yeah. And he was talking about how he had terrible acne and how he's, like, obsessed with, like, masks and, like, has a full regimen. Yeah. Do you use, like, serums and shit?
2: I use, I use something called HibicLens to wash my face, which is a surgical hand scrub.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, is, when they're doing surgeries, and yeah, it has to be yeah. really it's clean. Yeah, like yeah,
2: it's pink shit that smell it just smells like a hospital okay um which apparently you're not supposed to use on your face <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, whatever you do put it anywhere yeah but i didn't ruin face.
2: myself with accutane i'm gunning for it with the Hibiclens. <laughs> so i use that and then i just use um this moisturizer called love your face cream adorable Uh, by this company called Indian Meadow Herbals. Big shout out to Indian Meadow Herbals. The fact
1: that you know all these products make me feel like you're a skin influencer right now. Have you done a tutorial on your face?
2: I have it. I mean, that's all I use. That's all I use. And then I like, I still, uh, well, here's the thing. I I went on two cycles of Accutane. Mm -hmm. It worked at the time, and then it would come back full throttle. And then I tried... All sorts of different diets. Like I cut out gluten for a little while. I was vegan for a month last year. Oh wow! Um, did it I help? Told, I told everybody like three days into. I was <laughs> I was like, this was it. But it's also <laughs> like
1: people make fun of people for talking about it. But it's like if you don't say it, you're not going to do it. Like you yeah, got to yeah, hold yeah. yourself exactly. accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. you in the beginning of the night are like I'm vegan, and then you're like chowing down on a burger, right? People will judge you, and you're yeah. trying to avoid that. Yeah, right. yeah,
2: exactly. So Why I did it only for-
1: last a month?
2: Because um, I just I couldn't do it I was on the road A bunch that month And I was like It just got sad I was like packing Cooler bags with me To bring on the road oh. So I had like You know Peppers and hummus And granola And almond milk Just eating these sad meals Alone and in my And all hotel you want
1: When you're alone Is like to indulge yeah, In yeah, yeah, some yeah. room service Exactly That's yeah. naughty That no one can see Right <laughs> Is that just me I'm like That's the only orgasm I'm having Hotel rooms alone Yeah it's You draw the beside. blinds Before you start Chilling yeah. down <laughs> 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 And when the people come You're like Yeah there's people meeting me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave the extra forks. We're going to need it. Thank you. <laughs> I think it would be so funny, though, on Instagram to have a video where, like, we show guys getting ready because the dichotomy of, like, guys getting ready versus girls, especially like, before a date, is right. insane. Yeah, Like, yeah. you will never know the pain of, like, putting a full face of makeup on and a dude last minute being like, hey, can we actually do tomorrow? And you're like, we actually oh, can't. God. We yeah. actually can't. Yeah. We can't.
2: Yeah. That we can actually <laughs> hang out tomorrow, but you need to come and see this shit now.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah. The, it's, a, it's a lot, but I appreciate men who know what it's like to have to put a little effort into their face because yeah. these fucking dudes who you just like roll out of bed and they fucking look perfect. It's like, let's <laughs> just, let's comment. I don't like it. I turned to Robert De Niro on my face. I'm like, <laughs> um, But I want to address when I Googled you yeah. because- I I I'm it's like a first day like I need to know if what I'm dealing with. Okay. And I got a little unsettled <laughs> when I googled you. <laughs> um, I'm re-googling. Let me find it.
2: A little unsettled. I'm trying to think
1: Okay, Doug Smith. Oh, I put in Doug Smith comedian.
2: There's a Doug Smith gu- classical guitar player who I'm now competing with he's on Spotify. Up your yeah, he's <laughs> fucking up all my streams.
1: <laughs> Doug Smith is such a fucking...
2: Oh, my God. If I had to do one thing over in comedy, it would be create a stage name.
1: Yeah. Also, are you Douglas? I am, That is yeah. the, like, you are the Civil War.
2: Douglas Graham Smith. Okay. Could have gone by Graham.
1: It says, slashing victim turns our worst nightmare into comedy. And it's like you on the street, just like a blurry face of you. Oh, that's what... Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck happened to you?
2: That's a web series I did. So I did, I, uh, 2011, I was, um.
1: Slash in the face as one does. Get yeah, you know,
2: you know, typical New York City initiation. Yeah. Uh, it was in the Second Avenue subway station, which is still the, just the shittiest, grossest station in the, in the city, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. It's just, it's just an abomination. So I was, I went, I was leaving a show, uh. And I swiped my card. I went through the turnstile, and on the mezzanine there, before you go down the stairs, uh-huh. a woman was screaming, <clears throat> and a guy was had her pinned up against the wall, and nobody was doing anything. Everybody was just you know blowing past, and I stopped and I was kind of surveying the situation. And then he was, hauled off.
1: What was the guy like wearing? Like, did he look like? like- he
2: was a light skinned black guy wearing like a windbreaker and a bucket hat. And I uh, okay. should have known he was off with the bucket <laughs> yeah. a, the, a bucket hat. I, I can't trust a dude in <laughs> a bucket hat.
1: It's like, are they having like a, a drug moment where like they're like, they look really homeless or like he looked, fa- no. he sounds like he looked pretty fashionable.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was Schoolboy Q actually. <laughs> um, it was, he, he didn't, he did, I found out later he was a homeless guy, but he didn't look in, terribly beat up or anything. And she was like a young, petite blonde girl in her twenties. Oh
1: God. But it says a lot look, about the style nowadays that like. He just picked up anything he could wear, and that can pass as fashionable. Yeah, memories. right.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the,
1: bu- the bucket hat needs to stop. <laughs> the but she should have known when she saw a bucket hat that she should have turned around.
2: Yeah, she wasn't even threatened by the being choked slammed <laughs> against the wall. She was like,
1: "Gross, get that off your head." <laughs> so he's a- attacking her. Yeah. Was he like, str- he was just physically trying? He to- had
2: her by the throat, <gasps> slammed up against the wall. And he was basically, he was trying to rip her clothes off. Oh, so she no. had a purse, she was He was trying to rip her purse away. And he got her purse off and then he was... Was this
1: at nighttime?
2: Yeah, it was like 10 o'clock on a Thursday. Okay. And then he, she was putting up a fight and then he hauled off and he punched her in the face. <gasps> and um, I, I mean, I did a whole thing about it on Comedy Central, but I, I swear to God, I said... Hey, buddy, that's a lady. That's what I said to the guy.
1: Hey, buddy. Hey,
2: buddy, that's a lady. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> so he... It's funny,
1: you never know how you're going to act in those moments of, like, stress and tension yeah. and fear. Right, right. And the fact that you turned into, like, this,
2: <laughs> the whitest possible dude you could be. Say, bub, who do you think you are? <laughs> Did he... Did he respond? He yeah. He gave me a very kind of quizzical look, like what? What? And then I, you know, and then I kind of upped the ante. I was like, "Get your fucking hands off or Let's yeah, go. Yeah, throw in an f bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he saw that I wasn't going anywhere, and he he took her hand off his hand off of her. She ran out of the station, and then he came at me, and he had like a crazy look in his eye, and he was like, he was like, "What you gonna do, motherfucker?"
1: Were you gonna run?
2: No, because I had never been in a fight in my life and I had always kind of wanted to get in a fight. And you were like, just to see what I was made of? Yeah, I was like, what better time than now, right?
1: But he seemed kind of scary. Like he yeah, he was terrified He was not. Of, yeah, he was like wait gonna, for like a drunk dude at a bar who like <laughs> you drank his fireball shot accidentally. Like that's a good first to yeah. fight. But it's almost that like false confidence. It's like the first time I went on stage with comedy. Like I didn't know I could bomb. Right. So I was just like, this is fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You don't know what could happen. Exactly. So yeah. you're innocently standing there with your false ass confidence, right? Your mustache.
2: Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm pumped up. I feel the adrenaline surge. Are you I'm, gonna, sober? I'm gonna lay this guy out. I was. I had had like two PBRs at this bar show nearby. Okay, Um, what did
1: your set go well? Like, what was the mood?
2: Uh, I was in a good mood. Yeah. Well, I was going. I was headed back to Brooklyn to meet up with a friend for more drinks. Um, If it wasn't for that friend asking me for drinks, never would have happened. That fucking asshole. Set you the fuck up. So this guy. But you just
1: saved a girl's life.
2: Uh yeah, I mean, I'd, I yeah, mean, she's who gonna knows, need years knows. of therapy from yeah. that.
1: But it could have been more years of therapy.
2: So he came at me, and he had a terrifying look in his eye. Just you know, no hint of fear in like, his face bend whatsoever, over,
1: buddy. I didn't want to have to do this. But yeah, any hole will do. Any hole will do <laughs> at this point. You're my plan B at this <laughs> point. <laughs> you look pretty too. <laughs> <laughs> your face yeah. looks smooth. This was, G- yeah, this was pretty mustache. He G- was like, Moisturized.
2: you look like a 23-year-old lady. <laughs> you just look like a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you start talking shit about his bucket hat, I assume. You gotta <laughs> yeah. use your words as a comic. <laughs>
2: yeah, can't hit a man with glasses, can't hit a man with a bucket hat. I was like, sir, you gotta take the hat off. So he came at me and I, I stepped in and I swung on him. And I was still like eight feet away when I swung. <laughs> So you like,
1: when you swing like so you'll hit something at yeah, least.
2: Just like go go gadget arm. Were
1: you working out at the time? How was your physical prowess?
2: Um no, I was not. Mm-hmm. I was um not working out at all, drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of skinny fat yeah. and uh yeah, no physical prowess. Was he taller whatsoever. than you? He was about the exact same build as me. Okay. Uh so I thought I had a chance. Yeah. You know? So I swung, missed. And that was it. That was the most terrifying part of the whole thing, was just watching my fist fly past his face, like, (laughs) and then, then
1: he, so you came at him first with the punch.
2: Yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have my my papa. I'm from Brooklyn originally, and he's like this tough Italian guy, and he always has this story that he's like. I'm always like, have you ever punched anyone in the face? He's like, I've broken a guy's nose before. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, I was walking down the subway and some guy was looking at me. And you know when you just know (laughs) he's going to rob you. And I was like, no, but continue. He goes, so he's walking. He's acting kind of weird. He's walking towards me. And I just broke his fucking nose. And then I went on the subway. I go, what if that man was just (laughs) trying to get home to his family? Like, the family just, like, accepts that story. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? He didn't do anything. (laughs) But it's so funny how you're like, i am going to get you? (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. I'd love to see your papa run into one of those dudes from Greenpeace on the street. Excuse me, sir. Pow. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i want to do it every day <laughs> they corner you there's oh, like three of them and yeah. they see you from afar and they're like you yeah and i'm like we don't fucking know each other but yeah there's new york ways to avoid that shit
2: right right so i yeah i didn't have to swing on you did like, i could have run away i could easily ran. run away but i was like no i'm not running from it this was thing. this
1: like your you found like an animalistic like like how guys have to spread their seeds. Suddenly, you had you just had to like punch a dude in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool.
2: And I still never have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you miss. So I missed, and then he stepped in and he clobbered me with a punch with in the a face. punch in the face, and I didn't go down. You know, my he knees. He was already warmed buckled. up too. Like he yeah, he was warmed up. He, yeah, he got a p- couple of jabs <laughs> in already. And then so he hit me in the face, so I had no confidence in my punching ability. Yeah. So I came back and I just kicked him in the stomach and he went running out of the station and I felt like a big shot. I was like, yeah, I fucking showed him. You're not going to mess with me, bitch. Uh-huh. And he went running out and uh, I should mention too, when I kicked him, he gave me a look a look of kind of concern that I now later know what it was. But at the time, I was did like, he, he I just thought pee? of it you as just fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I squeezed his bladder <laughs> on a wee-wee pad. With uh, my foot. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so he runs out, and then I turn to get on the train to go home, and a woman comes up f- from the stairs, and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, my God, you have a massive laceration on your face. And then I look down, and there's just blood just pouring down my jacket. And I was like, uh, oh, he didn't he didn't punch me. He had a some kind of a blade in his hand. <gasps> so she reached in her purse, handed me a wad of napkins, slapped napkins it on hit. my face. And I don't feel I don't feel anything at this point. You know, I still. But when it hit,
1: pumping. something hurt.
2: Uh, I mean, I had never been punched in the face before either. So I was like, that's it. Like, that's no big deal. You know, like it kind of. Rattled me and a you're little bit, adri- but it when didn't your adrenaline's hu- it didn't hurt. going,
1: like I've like sprained my ankle during like a tennis match, and like yeah. you don't even feel it, and right, then the right, next right. day you can't walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So
1: how deep was this cut?
2: So it didn't go all the way through. It's not like I could stick yeah. my tongue out the side of my mouth, but it was. uh It looked like I could probably I could find a picture of it to show you. Like it looked a, like <laughs> I, I like really bad. It looked like a stuff. second mouth. You know, which was just like a joker. gaping. Yeah. So luckily, I didn't see it. I didn't see it until I saw a picture that the. So
1: he like knew that he has like assaulted you. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Like, I, gotta I think get he out ran. Yeah,
2: he ran away because he was like, "All right, just slice this guy open." There's blood everywhere. Yeah. there's gonna be cops on the scene soon. Yeah. So he took off. A million cops on the scene within like two minutes. Ambulance took like twenty minutes to get there. <sighs> and so I just have this wad of napkins on my face, and all the cops. That I'm talking to, they want to see the wound, oh, God. and so I take the napkins off, and I could just feel the blood surging uh. out. And all the, the, I knew it was bad <clears throat> because because all the cops had like a visceral reaction too. They're all like, "Okay, okay, okay," like put the napkins back. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> but who called the cops?
2: This woman that gave me the napkins. Okay, so she's the the real hero in this story. Yes, yeah. started as you and then it went real down. Also, it's funny because, like, you know, I was lauded with all this, like, hero praise afterward. And Uh it's like, You were on, like, Time
1: Out New York or something? (laughs) Not not quite.
2: (laughs) Didn't get a key to the city. Fucking Bloomberg really blew it. Did you Um, get
1: the New York Post, at least?
2: No. Daily News? Uh, No, none of that. Okay. No. Continue. Um what was i saying oh the, the uh wait What? like was who was saying?
1: calling you a hero
2: um yeah, there was a there was like a couple of publications yeah. and it got like written up on like a couple of comedy like it was oh, the best like, thing for my comedy yeah, career you know? yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah but it was like that's all it takes to be a hero is just like <laughs> stick your nose where it doesn't belong get your ass kicked like if i had kicked the, the dude's ass and pinned him down until the cops came up came to get him yeah nobody would have even known what happened yeah you know what i mean but because you got Unless your face I, yeah, open. yeah 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 that's all it takes is just getting like i guess that happens in war too do you people get your ask fucking you leg blown it? off because <coughs> you no. didn't see the landmine yeah. and you're a hero <laughs> but
1: the guy who like actually made yeah, yeah, sure yeah, yeah, not yeah. to get blown up was like he's a pussy <laughs> yeah. do people ask you about your scar a lot
2: No, very rarely. It's kind of, you can't see it.
1: It kind of looks like your mustache. That's why you
2: think it's curled, Yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it does a little bit. So how did it help your comedy career?
2: Uh, Well, because that's all I was talking about on stage Mm -hmm. for, I mean, it was, I I had my own weekly show at the time Mm -hmm. and I went back on stage like two weeks after it happened. um, And the wound was still very, i like just gotten my stitches out like that Mm. morning. So it was just gross for anybody to look at so I I had to talk about it. I had to address it on stage It's
1: like that pimple yeah right
2: (laughs) so I was I was talking about that a lot for a few weeks and like getting like it went well you know I was just Mm -hmm. and that and that night I didn't even have anything written I was just kind of like spitballing and I kept doing this story and and it I don't know it kind of like earned a reputation and I kept doing the story telling the story around the city and then um
1: and comics are always talking So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Have you seen that crazy bit That this guy's right. doing About his face yeah, being cut yeah. apart
2: The best thing though Was doing it at like Doing it at shows Not just like mics Or shows where other comics Are hanging out But mm-hmm. doing it at, like legit shows And having people come up to me After and be like Is that true? Yeah. Is that true that that happened? Like, it's no, like no This is no. Just some makeup It's <laughs> a fly fishing accident <laughs> But I made up a great, heroic story. It's such a great
1: story. But also, I love that the reason you did it wasn't like, you know, I just always am taught to do the right thing. You were like, (laughs) I wanted to punch a dude in the face, and that was a good time. (laughs) I'm surprised that in all your life at a bar, especially growing up with Connecticut, there's so many dicks there. No one said something that made you want to punch him in the face.
2: I, I, more and more surprisingly is the fact that I never got punched in the face <laughs> yeah. before Because when I first moved to New York, I got kicked out of every bar on St. Mark's Place <laughs> So the fact that I wasn't punched in the face numerous times is insane it's,
1: But yet some of the hel- the best stories are when you th- want someone to have something really intense And like a severe accident, they're like, I sneezed in the shower And <laughs> yeah, I, I broke my arm and my leg <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, God damn it um, Anyway, but it's, it's cool that did you like gain confidence in your comedy career? Like, was there actually a big like bump in? Notoriety? Well, doing this is
2: not happening was like a hu- huge thing. Oh for yeah, me. so yeah. Comedy
1: Central. How does that even happen? Because I feel like so many people have interesting stories. Right. How did you get connected to them?
2: So I had you know I had been doing this story for a couple of months, and then I kind of I kind of strayed from it because I didn't want to just be pegged as like the scar comic yeah, and who was talking so, about his own. It's
1: so specific too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I moved on from it, and I didn't talk about it at all anymore. So I stopped
1: talking about other people's scars. I had a whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, have you heard of this guy and his scar? I don't know how I feel about it.
2: Which was, it was still weird, though, to not, because it, it has faded a lot. Yeah. But, you know, a year afterward, it was still pretty Were apparent. Were you with your
1: girlfriend at the time? I
2: was, yeah, yeah. So she sh- she showed up to the hospital and saw me. She sh- she, the timing was crazy. She showed up to the hospital and saw me right as they were. Because they had wrapped my face up in the ambulance. Like, you know, you remember those old cartoons when yeah. somebody has a toothache and they just wrap their whole yeah. fucking head in gauze? Yeah. So they had done that to me. <laughs> and she walked into the ER right as they were unwrapping the gauze. And right as the final sheet came <gasps> off my cheek, that's when she walked in. So oh. she just saw full gaping. Oh. And she just went,
1: oh!
2: <laughs> and I still hadn't seen it at that point. So I didn't know how Do bad it was. Do you think it, it
1: brought you to... Closer together Having like a traumatic No I think she's still Repulsed by me honestly (laughs) (laughs) It's funny Because I feel like In a relationship You'll always think Like if I Knock on wood Like ran into a fire And my face was gone Would you still want to fuck me? And and it was one of those moments where you're like, I don't want to know the answer to this. (laughs) Oh, good. It's just the side of his mouth. (laughs) Like If you lost your eye and had to have a glass I'm like Barbra
2: Streisand. I can only be looked at from this side.
1: (laughs) Honestly, everyone has one side that they look incredible in right. There's some theory that like everyone has a masculine and a feminine side of their face Like oh, an wow. XY chromosome thing I think I heard it from someone who is not a good source But yeah. I've like taken it and said it confidently to people So now it's like going around Do you but feel
2: like that's true? Do you look at yourself me, I, in the Like you're reader? on my bad side right now That's yeah. why I'm
1: like hoping this conversation <laughs> You're not like repulsed by me <laughs> This side of my face is so much better than this side Yeah For many reasons But um And since I've been doing, no one knows this until you do more, like, entertainment stuff. And then you start seeing yourself in different ways. And then you start to just learn naturally, like, how you should stand. Right. Get in some fights with people over standing on your good side. And that's called being a diva. That's what happens (laughs) in this industry when you're doing well. Um, Right. So, in terms of your, obviously, you have a lot of physical issues, but... (laughs) mentally do you have any mental like insecurities of like your personality or how you carry yourself or just you as a person
2: oh yeah i mean yes absolutely uh i mean yeah you want to take a deep dive we'll hell yeah we'll go real deep i was raised a jehovah's witness oh my
1: god i totally forgot about that 20
2: 20 years of my life was as a jehovah's witness so between so between so between that and living a very sheltered life to begin with and then Right as right as I was leaving the religion, that's when the acne really kicked in. So it was just like a really <laughs> real Jesus double whammy. Like, yeah. Actually I
1: don't even I don't know anything about religion. I was my grandpa was Jewish and he got punched in the face by a rabbi when he was young and was like, Fuck religion and it was very like Unique to be an atheist at that point. And yeah. then the other half is like Italian. They're just like, their religion's eating. They're like Catholic, <laughs> but they just eat and talk shit. Um, so all I know about Jehovah's Witnesses is that growing up in Brooklyn, it was like occasionally we'd get knocks on the door. My dad's like, don't answer the door. And I was like, why do they keep coming to our door? That's all I yeah. know about Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: <laughs> but you had them coming to your door in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. They still do go door to door occasionally, but the thing that really- Was that you? I, went, I was going door to door since I was six years old.
1: You'd be a fucking great salesman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you're that young, you're just, you know, you just rely on cuteness and you just bat your eyelashes. And what is the goal?
1: To, to give them the pamphlets.
2: The ultimate goal is to convert them. And you have yeah. some
1: fucking nerve to make fun of the people with the clipboards in the subway because what you were doing was way more invasive. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll wake you up at eight a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Telling you about the end of times. Because also
1: in Brooklyn, like people don't come to your house, right? Like it's not unless if it's like the milkman, which like that stopped happening when I got older, right? No one's knocking on your door unless it's a friend or someone trying to rob you, yeah, or murder you.
2: Yeah, I mean we're not the the Jehovah's Witnesses are not received well at all. I mean I even as a kid in Connecticut, in a in a fairly like wealthy part of Connecticut, Mm -hmm. I had people threaten to get. Pull their gun.
1: Was there was there a community of you guys there?
2: Yeah, there was a Jehovah's Witness congregation. Uh, I had I ran I had a run from a German Shepherd that was sicked on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, people would people did not like it. And at how all. did your parents explain
1: so. to you why the people didn't like it?
2: Um was
1: like they haven't found god or yeah, something. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Pretty much like it it's okay. The rejection's all part of it, you know, you just keep trying until you find somebody who's receptive. I um, also
1: I I'm very open to talking about religion whatever. I think like when it's helps you it helps you in any form. Um but it's it's just it's like going on a date with a guy who the whole time is just trying to like sell you why you should date him and you're like I feel like why are you trying so hard? Right. <laughs> it's like why were you guys trying so hard <laughs> <laughs> to convert everyone? <laughs>
2: Yeah, why do we care? Why can't it just be this elite club? <laughs> why can't club? you just enjoy like, it? I mean, we're in, we're in with a J man. Why like, can't it just be did us? Did you
1: feel like you were competing with other religions to like overturn them?
2: Um, no, but it, it's more of like it's not even like this thing of You're Wanting love. to get number, yeah, it's 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 really like they the way they look at it is they think they're trying to they think they're saving people, mm-hmm. so they think that Armageddon is very real. They think that anybody that is not a. Uh, uh, a faithful servant of Jehovah is going to be destroyed at who, Armageddon. Who
1: is Jehovah?
2: Just that's what they call God. Okay. Yeah. And is, is which their is Bible based as
1: our God or like other people's gods?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, in the in the Bible, in the Hebrew Yahweh. You've heard Yahweh, yes. right? So yeah. Yahweh, Jehovah. I mean, it's all the same. It's Allah. all the same God. Yeah. Sure. That's I mean, why I <laughs> left. I was like, I believe in Allah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's. Oh, I actually don't know shit about religion because yeah. I like grew up with none of it. Um, so That's great.
2: I, the 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 fact that you should like I don't even know a, what a question kid should not be you. forced into a religion. That should be something that you come to on your own Do you later think in you life. Should
1: be circumcised as a child.
2: Uh, I had my son circumcised. Are you circumcised? I am. Yeah. Did yeah. you get it when you were younger? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: believe that you should have waited to get a choice in your? <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the other if you had
2: a choice i mean (laughs) some people
1: are like really against it they're like you should let you know there's people that try
2: to reverse it there's like dudes that wear weights on their foreskin (gasps) you didn't know this why yeah why there was like a whole uh i remember seeing a whole cover story in in the village voice like eight years ago Ah. about dudes that feel like they were mutilated as children and uh forced into something against their will the thing is, and something was taken away from them
1: as a um sexually active 28 year old i've dealt with both yeah i've i've dated a british guy for a while who wasn't circumcised the circumcised guys i'll be like do you know the the, the guy who isn't circumcised was like there's more um nerve endings and right. it's like you're more like, it makes blowjobs feel better and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the ones who aren't are like, oh, but there's like schmegma and all this shit and you could get... And right. like, honestly, the, he's fine. Yeah. Like, there's a sh- millions and millions of guys who aren't circumcised, who don't like die of shmegma <laughs> poisoning or like whatever they're trying to...
2: <laughs> just such a great word. I, I know, I just wanted to say shmegma. It sounds like it comes out of a volcano. <laughs> Lava, like magma, schmegma. came out of your pimple <laughs> yeah. in third grade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so... You are born into a... Pl- it's like being a Democrat or Republican. Like, you're born into how your parents think. Right. At what point were you like, I don't know about this?
2: So, my uh, my mom died when I was 17, and she's the one who... She was like, you know, she was like the boss of she the family. She was the witness. Yeah, she was the witness. She's yeah. the one who started the whole thing.
1: How did she pass away?
2: She had a brain aneurysm. Oh, so no. So, just out of nowhere. I'm so, so sorry. So... Um, I mean, th- thank you, and honestly, that, like, gave me the courage to leave because I was doing it for her, mm-hmm. you know? All my siblings had already left. They're all much older than me. They had already left, and it, like, broke her heart every time because it was so important to her. Yeah. So I was, like, I was like her last hope, oh. you know? So when How many she- siblings do you have? Three.
1: When they left, did they talk to you? Like, did they say why?
2: Um... No, no, not really. They were much older. They're 14, 16, and 18 years mm-hmm. older than me. So I wow. pretty much grew up were like a new child. Yeah, totally. Okay, she sure. was 47 when she had me.
1: Honestly, that's a Jehovah miracle.
2: Yeah, right? I used to try to do a joke about it that did not fly. Like <laughs> my, mom, my mom had me when she was 47. Uh, the odds of having a child that late in life with no birth defects is pretty slim, and I'm the only person who have ever made a full recovery from Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's people are just
1: like There's just so many questions in that yeah. But you don't immediately get the laugh There's right. so much confusion in that yeah. sentence It was just too much information yeah. at once
2: Yeah, we're not offended We're just confused We're confused
1: um, So before she passed away though Were you getting t- like Well, my my why did my brothers and sisters leave?
2: Yeah, it was more like uh it was more like seeing some friends of mine in the congregation that kind of had one foot out the door and mm-hmm. like, cause it's so restrictive. Like there's no, you know, you, did you say you're not, I know you're not religious, but your family is Catholic, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or
1: half is Catholic, half, yeah. So it's
2: not, it's not, un, it's not um, uncommon for religions to frown upon like premarital sex or drug yeah. use or drinking or anything like that. But Jehovah's Witnesses, it is like, it is Can like enforced. you drink enforced caffeine? Yes, you can drink caffeine. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to rank you with like, who are the Utah people?
2: Who are the what? The Utah-, <laughs> the Utah. Oh, the Utah people. I didn't even
1: try to think of what it was called. The what is it? Mormons. The Mormons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like Mormonism. The is
2: entire m- state of Utah. <laughs> ruined by these. <laughs> coffee I denying in monsters I went and
1: like college is just insane. I went to University of Wisconsin. And we went to Utah to play tennis there. And they were like, they don't have sex with each other and they can't even drink coffee. And we were like, what? <laughs> what? No coffee. Um, so you guys aren't as intensive as the Mormons?
2: It, uh, no. It's, it's kind of like somewhere in the middle between Mormons and honestly like Hasidic Jews. Like I, wow. I, did you ever watch that documentary, One of Us?
1: I actually have to, but I grew up like near Crown Heights. Like yeah, I grew up around about it. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: The similarities are, are, it was, I was like sobbing watching that movie because it was like, oh I had gosh. like PTSD Well, they say this movie. with the
1: Hasidic Jews, is that that, it's to the point that they like don't want to change with society around them where like they get all these diseases. They like have s- sex with like cousins because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, big yeah. enough and then yeah. like. There's deformities and there's health right. issues and it's like, it's when do we say was this what Jesus really wanted?
2: Right. You see, you can see it on the train. You see these families with like six kids, and the ki- all the kids look like the banjo player from Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're and, and you're but, like, all right, but the break chi- it up, you sister fucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's true that they they don't let them have internet they don't
2: oh yeah they, they're, because they're crippled they cuz they don't want them entering the outside world yeah so
1: but did you go to school with kids who weren't jehovah
2: i did yeah so i went to public school but i knew a lot of i grew up with a lot of kids that were homeschooled mm-hmm. because that that again like they, they, they call anything outside of the religion is is they refer to as worldly people people that are part of the outside world so a lot of jehovah's witnesses homeschool Isn't their kids a worldly
1: kind of a thing that you might want to be
2: yeah, you would think so, right? Yeah, it's Nothing. like, oh,
1: those darn cultured people. Yeah, <laughs> Just know about other cultures.
2: Like, like anything, anything. Um, uh, like education is not really um, valued at all. So, like, I didn't give a shit in school because the idea of going to college was a completely foreign concept. Like, they
1: don't I, go to college.
2: No, no. Because that, that, that's like really especially if you
1: that's go away to
2: college you're living on campus. That is
1: so fucked. Like I love when religion enables people to like yeah, get out of depression or like connect with family or connect with people but it's when like it inhibits love or it inhib- inhibits education or it starts wars where it's like what is the meaning of this? Like why right. did we do this? Yeah, Sorry yeah, I'm yeah. getting worked up. <laughs> 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 I'm getting real worked up. It just doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> you're gonna go
2: dig my mom up. <laughs> what did you do to this guy?
1: But one thing with Jehovah's Witness which I've Growing up in New York City, you witness a lot of extreme things. Yeah, they always they're the ones with like the pamphlets and they're like they always look so happy and arguably so normal. Like it yeah. looks like uh, like my teacher. Right. Uh, right. A, a second grade teacher who's just standing there on the subway with this these pamphlets talking to their friend. Yeah. And they, the Jehovah seems so happy all the time. But
2: that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything is knowing that I went around going door to door. For <laughs> fucking fourteen years, and now they just sit in the subway station, yeah. expecting people to come up to them. It's like I ran away from fucking attack dogs, and yeah. you're just sitting here with How your pamphlet often would holder. You do this? Every weekend, every weekend. Yeah, it was always the
1: fucking weekend too that yeah. they would come.
2: And in the summertime, my mom made me do it. She made me choose a month, July or August, to they have Surprise. they have people that, that they're not they have they do have missionaries that travel to foreign lands to spread the good word or whatever the but they also have pioneers which are pe- which are people that put in an allotted an allotted number of hours going door to door every month so she made me do she made me put in 60 hours as a kid during one month of my summer vacation. So one month of my summer vacation was just gone. And how did you feel it? Just going about door it? to door every day. Oh, I fucking hated it.
1: Oh, so you weren't like necessarily drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, like you no. you believed in it, but you knew it felt like work.
2: Yeah. I so had like a pretty a- miserable... Uh, existence. It sounds like <laughs>
1: almost abusive to have to have a kid get like yelled at by adults or like rejected yeah. or like the door slammed in their face by yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As an adorable little kid where that's pretty much the only time you can get away with most stuff and just be cute. Right. Right. It's Yeah the rejection is, have is you been to incredible. Therapy? Yeah. Okay good. But it
2: made me you know it, it built a good foundation for uh, the comedy biz. Oh 100%. I can handle rejection all fucking day. <laughs>
1: It's almost. It sounds a little Scientology esque, where like they start giving you jobs.
2: Yeah, yeah, and like it is. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's
1: like you're more respected in the community, but the more hours you put in, or the more stuff right. you accomplish,
2: right? And just the far fetched nature of it too. Like, there's Armageddon is is a fairly commonplace in like ancient religion. Yeah, it
1: means that like everything goes to shit.
2: It basically means like God destroys the current system of things with like fire and brimstone and just wipes the face of the planet Global clean. Warming. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it <laughs> <that yeah>. anyway. <laughs> <So> it's, <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. But they believe that that after Armageddon all those faithful servants of Jehovah will survive. They'll survive Armageddon. So like say, say I was still a Jehovah's witness today and Armageddon happened this afternoon.
1: You'd be like, bye bitches. I'm good.
2: Yeah. There would be like fireballs raining down and I would be untouched and I would just watch the world crumble around me. So do
1: they talk about that specific situation? Like the fire won't affect you or they're just like, we don't know how it happens, but we're going to be good. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're yeah, yeah, Gucci. yeah. Yes, exactly. You're Gucci. <laughs> Sorry, Psalms so 48 12 you'll be Gucci to me
2: but then they believe even crazier that that after Armageddon that God will transform the earth into a paradise earth where of course where everything is perfect again and beautiful and so they have these pamphlets with pictures of kids like rolling around in a field with a panda bear it's
1: like you want to go door to door you can play with panda bears if you yeah. go to door door enough
2: <laughs> right so they think that like man and beast will live as one and live forever on a on a perfect I have paradise. have a
1: very earth. very important question for you. Yeah. Have you ever converted someone to being a Jehovah's witness? No, goodness? not even
2: close. Never. I had people that would like placate me because I was a kid, yeah, and you'd be say like, thank "Oh, you. thanks." Yeah. and like I but would But
1: see that's the most insane thing to me. Yeah. That like I totally understand if like people some people convert. But yeah. it's like literally bombing every night. Right. For years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually getting kicked (laughs) out of the club. Like, during the joke, they're like, no, 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 you need to leave. And you keep doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I I don't know how I forgot to mention this. The congregation, the Jehovah's Witness congregation, you know, in the Catholic church, they have one uh, priest or pastor or whatever. In the Jehovah's Witness congregation, everybody is encouraged to basically give a sermon so there are there are like elders in the congregation <laughs> that
1: dude with the bucket hat showed up one yeah. day. it was like i got shit to talk about <laughs> this crazy shit happened to me on the subway
2: <laughs> yeah so
1: you're just listening to each other's crazy
2: well you have to be kind of be like uh, uh, vetted to some degree i guess but you can vo- you, you can volunteer to, to give a, a, a talk As they call them And they basically give you So I think my first talk I was like eight years old So they gave me That's a adorable They gave me a chunk of uh, Bible passage That I would read aloud So I'd have to stand at the podium I wasn't even tall enough To reach the podium I had to stand on a fucking apple crate mm-hmm. Wearing a suit and tie And read this Bible passage and then And then basically give commentary On this Bible passage That my parents helped me write and I did this from the time I was eight years old. By the time I was like twelve, I was doing it on my own, mm-hmm. and I was and I was good at it. I I I, I never really had a fear of Your public, public speaking was
1: in full force at <laughs> an yeah. early age. It's funny because at first, when I think of that concept, I'm like, maybe it could be like a cool AA meeting where people come up and just talk about their issues. But it's not. No, they stick no. it to the the Bible, and then how right. you what you think about it, what it means.
2: Basically, I mean the Bible, the terminology in the Bible can really go over your head. So it's kind of br- just breaking it down in layman's terms and kind of relating it to uh, theme, you know, modern themes yeah. or whatever. You but know? it's
1: still like a game of telephone. Exactly. It's like, what yeah. do you yeah. really think it means? But it's also – oh, uh, religion is fascinating to me because it's like when it gets to the point of an idea that was so old and then how people – Understand it to this day and what right. things they decide are still relevant, but what things are not still relevant Sure, like I always joke about the Bible says like yeah, you should like gay people should die or whatever the fuck it says and then it also yeah, is they, like they still believe that and then it's like you should <laughs> yeah, You shouldn't wear like cloth of different ways or like you have to shave your like there's so many crazy things in the Bible right. Like you pick and choose what I guess works now. Yeah, yeah. Or what feeds your hate for people right But if when you're choosing the love, it's a different experience. And your mom was raised Jehovah?
2: No, she converted. So she converted when someone came to her door. My dad was in the Marines. He was stationed in Camp Lejeune in in South Carolina. Your dad's
1: like, I leave you for two months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this this is wild. So she was alone.
2: She wasn't alone. They, he was out of the Marines, but they were still living oh, okay. near his, his base or whatever. Okay. And someone came unhappy? to their door. Yeah. Alcoholic parents yep. raised, like, I think she was raised Protestant, very, like, disillusioned by the Protestant church.
1: She's feeling empty. So,
2: yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they 99%, no, all of them, really. Anybody who isn't born into it who gravitates toward it as an adult they're damaged in some degree well, they're, they're, looking th- they're, they're looking for a, for a yeah. community they're looking for family yeah
1: and i totally get that right i like that about it yeah. well it's but it's also like don't ruin everyone's brunch <laughs> <I'm just laughs> but i do like that it's a place that like people can turn when they're having a hard time but it's it's like what would you rather be like face your dealing with your demons and face it in a healthy way or like just kind of ignoring the world as it is and like hiding in a place of i guess they feel safe yeah um but it's also like maybe some people would have committed suicide or like hurt someone else if they didn't join sure so there yeah. is beauty in that
2: yeah yeah and i don't honestly i don't have i mean i've i've been in years of therapy i've had like a lot of resentment over the years toward my mom and the religion. Yeah, But at the same time, there are a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses out there. Like you said, the ones that you see in the subway station are wonderful, extremely moral, honest people. Like I always tell people, if you have an opportunity to employ a Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. do it because they are fucking honest to mm-hmm. a fault. Mm-hmm. Like they...
1: What differentiates their beliefs from like a Christian?
2: I mean, it it is a sect of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the difference is, I don't really know. I, I mean, Catholic Catholics don't really believe in Armageddon or any of that. No, right? I guess yeah. it's the
1: Armageddon part. Yeah. I just, I hate when there's, it's almost like as an athlete, I hated being coached through fear. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes religions use fear to like control oh, it's people. it's entirely fear-based. And fear-based is why you're in therapy too, probably because you right. always had this like guilt and fear in you that like, honestly, a six-year-old should not even know about Armageddon.
2: Yeah, like the yeah. idea of God exactly.
1: deciding like, let's go fuck everyone up. Like that's right. not cool. <laughs> it's even like, you're supposed to be watching cartoons and yeah. eating sugary cereal.
2: Yeah, which is hilarious that you bring that up because I remember one time <laughs> when I was nine or ten knocking on someone's door on a, on a Sunday morning. And this woman answered the door and my mom was with me at the time. So I gave her my whole spiel. Like, are you prepared for Jehovah's return? And yada, yada. And I give her my whole spiel and she's very polite. She's just kind of smi- smiling and nodding through the whole thing. And then I finish, and she, she kind of takes a pause and she's like, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. What are you about nine, ten years old? I was like, yeah. She's like, shouldn't you be, uh, you know, playing with your friends or outside playing football or playing oh. video games like what are, what are you doing here and I just I didn't have anything to say and I just kind of looked at my mom and my mom was like have a good day and we just walked away <laughs> my mom was just completely speechless as well she didn't know what to say she didn't have a comeback for that yeah um
1: what was your dad doing
2: he was uh he, he just kind of like he just kind of went along with the whole thing so like he was he a
1: Jehovah witness too
2: he wasn't, like, uh, as active as my mom was. He mm-hmm. became later. It was kind of like if you can't beat him, join him situation. Yeah. Because um, that's another thing. Like, Catholics, they baptize babies. Jehovah's Witnesses, they choose to get baptized um, as adults. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I did it when I was 16 um, just because I knew it would make my mom happy. It wasn't anything. So, like, you I was, choose it to, to, to become myself. an official, like. Yeah, yeah. So my dad also did that. He did it a few years before I did. Um, but it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a if you can't beat him, join him situation. And he had already lived his life. You know, yeah. he was married with kids. It's not yeah. like all these restrictions of the religion had an impact on his daily life. How
1: was their relationship? Did it make it better during Jehovah Witnessing?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't say. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, she had she was happier as a result of it cuz she had this community
1: and a purpose yeah
2: yeah and it is like it is an incredibly tight knit community similar to Hasidic Jews like yeah. like you are part of the family like if and she had, there's any health issues they all rally behind you bring you meals yeah. or drive you to your doctor's appointment or take care of your kids or whatever yeah. but the second you stray you are fucking dead to them so, when I left and when my siblings left, it's basically like hitting the reset button. So, this whole world that you're living in your whole life, this, this bubble that you're living in, pops and then you're just in the world with no resources to adapt to the world. What
1: age did you do that?
2: When I was 20. So, I kept my dad and I kept it up for another three years after my mom died. Because we didn't know anything else, yeah. You know? Like we, that, that, we didn't know anything outside of that.
1: And also, you probably wanted to keep a little bit of her around, yeah.
2: Out of yeah, out of respect for her, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And then you were like, I'm like going as to she
2: s- flatlines, we're like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> then you this. go to New York
1: City to do comedy. So,
2: uh, n- I skipped a couple of things. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm like, then you're so at the I- Grizzly <laughs> <crispy> Bear. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this sucks. I'm going back to the Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: You use your stand up as a Jehovah's Witness. They're like, wait a second. You're supposed to do jokes. And you're like, when am I getting comes. Now that I have your attention,
2: <laughs>
1: you're like, I get 10 people at once. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? <laughs> Lock the doors. Um, so she died when I was 17. We kept it up for another three years, mm-hmm. you know, still going to meetings, not as active, but still going to meetings and, you know, giving talks and whatever. And I. So I told you that you're you're not supposed to go to college. So college was never on the yeah. table for me. But once my mom died, I kind of made an appeal to my dad. I was like, "Listen, I really I was a I was an artist my whole life, fine artist. So I oh, always wow. wanted to go to art school, and I was like, I really want to go to art school. Uh, I applied to the School of Visual Arts without him even knowing. I got accepted, <gasps> and I was like, Listen, I got into this school. It's a great school. I really want to go. And he's like, Ah. Uh. I was like. I'll even commute from home. I don't even have to live on campus. I'll commute from home. Yeah. So he was like, "All right, all right, all right. You can go. You can, you can, you can go to school. What? If what you did commute. he and
1: your mom do for a living?
2: Uh, he worked in insurance. He was like the vice president of a local insurance company. She was, you know, housewife. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So he lets you go to college, so which is crazy. College, which is really like, awful. Can I please go to college?
2: I was just a w- one of those fucking Metro North commuter grunts yeah. every day, which yeah. was worse than being a jehovah it was like (laughs) like you want to have that college experience and i wasn't having you weren't having art school alone is not a real college experience i I mean lots of girls they're all korean girls (laughs) nothing against korean girls but they're all like
1: (laughs) i envision like a ton of like artsy just like yeah uh, and gay guys i guess
2: yeah gay guys it's like 95 percent korean girls Smattering of goth chicks That's why I didn't
1: know that it was so big in Korea to do fine art.
2: It was animation. Uh oh. I, I went for animation. Animation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Did you play video was, games? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Sometimes
1: you were naughty and you'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna go play Mario Kart."
2: Yeah, yeah. But that was another thing. I had like all my video game systems taken away. Like oh my my, my siblings would buy me them on the sly.
1: Oh my and god! I would play You're them like in jail.
2: <laughs> I I was big into uh, into rap music too. And my mom found I went I went on a trip with some friends one weekend and my mom found all my rap CDs <gasps> and she confronted me when I came back. She was like, How dare you listen to this filth? And she made me throw them all in the gar like four hundred dollars worth of CDs, all my after school job money spent <sighs> on these CDs. She wouldn't let me resell them or anything. I just had to dump them all in the trash, just tears streaming down my face. Like, oh my Can I keep God. the DMX CD, please? <laughs> just this one. The one with him with the fucking blood all over him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, he is Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god! So then you do the visual arts school, right? How many years?
2: Uh, almost two years, mm-hmm. but it was it was awful. Just that commute every day, because I wasn't you know I wasn't like living f- half hour outside the city in Westchester. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still close, but it's it's like two hours door You're to a door. A different state. Yeah two hours door to door each way and I hated it. So I, I s- dropped that art school. My dad was still holds it against me to this day. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want me going in the first place yeah. and I just have him spend all this money and I don't even get my fucking degree. Yeah. You know? And so then I, uh, I just needed to get out of the house. I needed to get out of Ridge, out of Ridgefield. I needed to get out of my hometown. It's just too many, too many horrible memories associated with my hometown and, just the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. So I moved down to D.C. to live with my brother for a little while. I just needed to get out. Yeah. So I was like, he was like, you can live with us. He, he was married with three kids at the time. Oh he was my like, gosh. you can live with us for a few months while you get your own place, which that sucked even worse because mm-hmm. I was like living in this guest room. <laughs> and I love my nieces and nephews, but it was just like mayhem. <laughs> yeah. And then I got my own place in D.C. And I hated D.C. I always wanted to live in New York, but I just didn't feel like I had enough of a foundation to yeah. move here yet.
1: It's so pricey.
2: So then finally after a year in D.C. I, I made the move here and then was just a fucking just degenerate drunk for four years before I ever tried stand up. I moved here to do stand up, but I didn't do
1: it for four years.
2: What's that? I didn't do it for four years. I, I dabbled with some improv, yeah. but I just felt like I had so much making. up. I had to make up for so much lost time. I didn't lose, lose my virginity till I was 21. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, I was drinking since the time my mom died because my yeah. dad also started drinking. Yeah. He was a dry drunk my whole life. And then when she died, we like, just let's both... let's fuck that Yeah,
1: I feel like a lot of people lose their virginity at 21 just because yeah. like for a variety of reasons. You had like a legitimate reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. weren't allowed to. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: that's, that's why... But also I could totally see like being a drunk for four years because you were so like... Enclosed in such a safe environment. you had to let some steam out. Yeah, when did you what interested you about comedy? What made you think you could be a good stand-up?
2: um, I always I watched a ton of like comedy central presents as a teenager Mm -hmm. and I always really enjoyed watching comedy And I always believe it or not, even though I was done with the whole Jehovah's Witness thing I actually really enjoyed being on a stage Mm. and giving those talks It all happens for a reason. Yeah and when I was in art school, I took a storytelling class as part of my animation program. Mm-hmm. And I had never done any creative writing before, and I wrote a couple of like weird like sketches. We would read aloud everything that we wrote at the end of class. Mm-hmm. And my teacher was a screenwriter and he pulled me aside after like the second class and he was like, "Hey, I know you're here for fine art, but like you you hear everybody laughing at what you're reading. Like you're 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 a really good." Comedic writer, he's like, you should give that some thought. And I never had anybody give me any encouragement oh. in that regard, in a, in, in any no, sort it's like of direction. So
1: good at knocking on doors, yeah. <laughs> you're like, come on, give me something else.
2: <laughs> so that really kind of stuck in my head, and I was like, yeah, maybe I. Maybe I maybe I, that's something I could do because I was done with I was good at art, but it wasn't like a passion of mine It's
1: funny. Yeah, like I actually love art. I love yeah. painting. I love sculpting. I love creating. Yeah, but I also love writing I love humor and it's like right. I think it's the creating that's ultimately. Yeah, really fulfilling Exactly. Um, yeah, this has been so interesting. We're gonna end with one final game okay. I also love that you're doing burning in hell with me because this is a satanic podcast. We do love, love, the, love the devil um this is armageddon for us oh the word armageddon too is so fucking cool
2: i know it's right like armageddon. It cool. <laughs> it's just scary yeah way. i wanted it to happen <laughs> yeah. i hope I <laughs> when did they to think it was this. gonna happen that's the thing that's that's what that they're was slick like about <gasps> they they make it the seem like it's around the, the corner yeah they've been making it seem like it's around the corner for for you know every time hundred sun rises, years. they're
1: like that one's looking hot yeah, uh, just a normal one. Never mind. <laughs> it's headed this way. <laughs> it's looking big this morning. Yeah. It's getting bigger. It's time to play the seven deadly sins.
2: Okay. Seven
1: deadly sins. Your whole life, you have trained yourself to not sin. And today, we're <laughs> going to talk about all of them. What right. are you greedy about?
2: What am I greedy about? Mm-hmm. I'm greedy about my alone time and my personal space. Cool. Uh
1: to well, a you bit a of a, kid. a bit to a
2: detriment, yeah.
1: <laughs> You're like you <laughs> fucking come near me right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: and we live in a one and a half bedroom apartment, so I'm always trying to find my own space, you know, like
1: Is she, does she like alone time also?
2: No. <laughs> do, do any women like alone time? I love alone do time. Do you?
1: Yeah, but I think it's cuz I was like tennis player, stand up. It's very lonely. Yeah. Things, but then also, I feel like if I really like someone, though, then I, I'm trying to be cool right now. But I probably turn to a fucking koala and I'm like, Help me. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yeah, I'd like to be alone. Yeah, I could see girls like the affection. She,
2: and, I, I shouldn't say she doesn't like alone time. Everybody likes alone time to some degree, but I, I think it's. I don't think it's a. You good also thing. have
1: three cats. Yeah. You're never yeah. alone.
2: No. But cats That's are true.
1: cats are chill. Cats you're like you feel like you're alone and then when they give you attention you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I deserved it. Thank <laughs> you. Not worthy."
2: That's not a very juicy answer, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh no, that
1: was that was it's good. Yeah. Who right. are you envious of?
2: Um, I'm envious of people that do not ha- seem to have any sort of social anxiety. Mm. Um people that are you used to 100% comfortable in their own skin cuz i feel yeah. like i'm um, i don't know i feel like i'm still i feel like there's two chapters in my life i feel like there's from when i was born till uh, when i turned 20 and left but, but and then that time till now so I, I kind of feel like a 17 year old in a lot of ways i feel like i've only been in the world for 17 years it's
1: also crazy to me that you like have a family yeah because i'm i hate to compare to who was witness to tennis but i was like i was kind of a freak where like every day i'd go to practice and then on weekends i'd play tennis and like it was just my life was tennis till i'm 22 people get annoyed because i talk about it on the podcast so much but it's like that was my life till i was 22 right. and the second i quit tennis i was like rebirthed and yeah. like, <laughs> i was like and i had to figure out like the world and what it was like because all i had to do was wake up win wake up win and yeah, now i yeah. was like wait, I have to listen to my own voice of what I actually want to do. Right. Or like I have to meet people, even like dating. I think I'm like a little behind too. Cause I wasn't at 14. I wasn't like at house parties, like giving hand jobs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was, <laughs> I would have even given hand jobs just to feel like I was a part of something. So
1: do you think <laughs> <laughs> just, to, hold just something. to get an invite
2: <laughs> to a party? Do just you- to hold something.
1: <laughs> do you feel like you have social anxiety?
2: Um yeah, yeah. It's it's I wouldn't say it's bad considering what the the yeah. amount of seclusion I went through, but But also um, it's
1: traumatizing, like social interaction was like abusive at some times for you. Like yeah. it's abuse to have to like against your really your will.
2: Jesus, cold I never even call. thought of that. Yeah, That's what being forced to talk to people Social, that do not want to talking to It makes complete them. sense
1: yeah, that yeah. you have some form of like right, triggering right. when you have to talk to people. Yeah,
2: anytime I open my mouth, I just think, someone's <laughs> like, get the fuck off my property.
1: Well, I was doing cold calling sales for a while, and I remember after I'd leave the office, it was so nice to talk to someone when I wasn't asking them for something. Yeah. It just felt like so nice
2: Wait, you grew up here. Do you? Not, did you ever have? I'm. I think they still do it. These guys that come up to you on the street. Are and you ask Jewish? If, no. Oh. Ask where you get your hair done, and then they try yes. to sell you the spa packages. Yeah. I did that for like four months. What? Before I moved, right when I dropped Can out of art school. Can you explain
1: what it actually is?
2: So it actually it is legit. It is legitimate. But you have to
1: pay at that moment. You have to pay
2: on the to at, get on the spot.
1: Like 60 percent off.
2: It's a sixty dollar certificate. Yeah. At a salon in the city. Yeah. I don't know how good they are. I never went to any of these places, but yeah. they are. They do exist. Yeah. And you basically get a haircut, facial, massage, manicure, all yeah. this shit. For sixty dollars, yeah. which sounds too good to be true, yeah. and I'm sure some of these services are—you probably yeah. walk out of there with bed bugs and scabies—but yeah. you know, like they are legit. But yeah, you have to approach women on the street, and
1: I've—it happens to me all the time. It I guess still happens. The They're still out that, and about. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the kind of girl that you should go up to, and they go, "I right. love your hair. Where do yeah. you get it done?" Yeah, I do it all the time. And I've actually gotten to it where like if i'm in a nicer mood when i was younger like i would talk to them because some of the guys were like kind of hot or some of them would just seem like a funny gay guy like you yeah, don't look like yeah. a homeless person yeah and i didn't understand like i was trying to figure out what was happening and then it would get to the point where it's like a credit card and i'm like i'm not giving you my money yeah and then it would be oh it's
2: it, an insane thing to expect well, so what was the point of
1: it that like you're helping the salons get immediate cash like what do you, what is it
2: um yeah pretty much like this this it's like a I don't company. even know what you would call it. Yeah, this company has these uh, he has these various accounts with salons all over the city. They yeah. buy up these packages. They yeah. bring them business,
1: and they say like it'll put them in the door. So if they like you, they'll come again and stuff. Right,
2: right. And it's a, it's a and from my perspective, it was, it's a completely commission based job. So yes. if I didn't sell anything, I didn't make anything. Yeah. How but, often would you sell? Um, I would have days where I sold nothing. I would have the. The thing is, when you you got to sh- show up at an office every day, you've seen the movie Boiler Room? Yeah. It's kind of like that. You know how they get? They have like a morning meeting, they get them all amped up, listening to like fucking New Metal and like oh everybody's doing jumping jacks, getting pumped up. It's like this weird fucking crazy subculture of but this merchant li- salesperson.
1: After doing Jehovah's Witness, it was just like normal to you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, it really was. So you get your number of certificates or whatever and then you can go wherever you want so you can go to union square you can walk down fifth yeah. avenue the best thing to do was be to take a train to a local college and just sneak into the onto campus and then you get all these girls with their dad's credit card that just fucking they yeah. gather up all their friends so i remember i went to fairly dickinson university one day uh-huh. and i snuck into a dorm and i had this one girl Jump, jump on it immediately. She gathered up all her friends. She brought in like twenty girls. I made a thousand dollars in like five minutes. It was insane.
1: but, but you would get a percentage of the sixty?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That is fucking crazy. But yeah, there's something about it where I'm like, this isn't fully sketchy, but like it's sketchy. It's sketchy. It's a definition of ripoff. But it's, it's you get something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Your eyebrows fast. removed entirely. <laughs> Oh my god, this is so fascinating. <laughs> this is fascinating. Okay, um, what are you gluttonous about?
2: My gluttonous about? You're like,
1: what are you like? Like Armageddon's not coming. What am I gonna eat? Um, Our Armageddon is coming. What am I gonna eat in the next two minutes? Because I'm going down gluttonous with the world. About.
2: I mean, I still like. Can you be gluttonous about weed? I just quit yeah. drink. I just quit drinking five months ago, okay. which has been great. But I'm like smoking a lot more weed now, uh-huh. and. I don't know if that's good no
1: that is that is but, gluttony yeah right does does your wife smoke
2: she doesn't she doesn't and it's almost like you know what it is i i enjoy smoking weed but it's almost like i have to have something in my life that i'm doing that would have been frowned upon i was about does that to make say sense?
1: for you like you, what are you 36 37 37 it's yeah. a very like what a 27 year old guy is like kind of doing it's yeah like, yeah i want to smoke weed because right, it makes me right. feel kind of naughty yeah and i'm kind of bad <laughs> yeah but like there's probably other parts of your life that you're like highly in emotionally intelligent with it's like <laughs> i just want right. to smoke a doobie yeah i, I need mean some
2: area of like dirt And there are 37
1: i know a lot of well, comics at least are 37 who still smoke weed
2: yeah it's it's hard to find comics that don't i know right?
1: when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger
2: Extreme wrath or anger. Oh my God. I mean, every day. I have I have <laughs> tremendous anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love do. how
1: you said that with a smile on your face. You're like, I will freak the I fuck out. I <laughs> hate everything.
2: Um, especially since getting a car. I mean, getting a car has oh. been a complete game changer, but I'm a fucking maniac the behind range. the wheel. Put it this way my son, a couple months ago, he's four. He was like, I'm going to start calling you daddy freak out.
0: <laughs> do you start and cursing?
2: Yeah, and I and I and I try to do it under my breath, yeah. like hoping he doesn't hear me, but he hears everything. So he's like, "I'm gonna start calling you Daddy Freakout," and I was like, "Oh yeah, why is that?" He's like, "Cause you're always freaking out and yelling about stuff," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, when you're driving," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I do do that," and I was like, "What do I say?" and he and he goes, he like imitating me to a T, he just goes, "Ah, fucking shit." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll never forget my papa The one yeah. who punched Broke the guy's nose He always go, This fucking meatball head This meatball head I'm like can we be Any more Italian Right At all <laughs> I think of anything uh. Fucking spaghetti head <laughs> Um, When was the last time You were a sloth Are you ever lazy
2: Oh yeah Absolutely When was the last time I was a sloth Um, I mean that's Any free time I have Is spent just Lying down Same I mean I love Being na- horizontal yeah. I
1: love being horizontal
2: I nap Any chance I have to nap I am napping. I'm the same I yeah. have a studio
1: So yeah. like I have a little couch But like yeah. I'm not spending time On that couch I go and I eat there I work on my bed I sleep on that bed When right. my cat naps I'm like I guess we're napping Yeah When you're with <laughs> your cat Your cat makes you Never feel like You should get up They're like We're fucking chilling Stop right, being right. so Productive
2: Yeah they do this 22 hours a day Yeah <laughs> Let's spare a few minutes here and there, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you lusted over someone? So, who's your like celebrity crush since you're married?
2: Who's my celebrity crush? Uh, I've on, I've had a I've always had a big thing for Julianne Moore, actually.
1: Oh, ever
2: since I saw Boogie Nights. Oh yeah. Um, Who do I have a thing for? Older women. My wife is eight kid. and a half years older than me. Oh, she's forty five. Wow, um, I've always had a thing for older women. where did you meet again? We met dog walking. Oh, she oh. was a, just a fellow dog walker in the neighborhood. Then we started dating, and then we started a business together. Wow, yeah,
1: that's wild. You guys are wild. Um, <laughs> who did you have a crush on when you were like in your Jehovah Witness? Like, who was your secret? So this is nuts. When so, you think over, you're like, no. Oh.
2: Uh, have you ever seen the Charlie's Angels television show?
1: I don't know. You, I know, know, who, movie, you know about like, Farrah Fawcett, yes. right?
2: Okay. So Farrah Fawcett was only on that show for one season. <laughs> and she's like the most famous angel, even though she was only on for one season. The uh-huh. show was on for like six seasons. Yeah. She got she, kicked off. She, I don't even know what happened. to. I think she quit the show for some reason. Mm-hmm. She left and her replacement as the, as the, you know, the buxom blonde was this woman, Cheryl Ladd, who I remember seeing, on a you know a rerun of Charlie's Angels at like eleven thirty one night and just like immediately falling in love, <laughs> and this was a seventies television show. I'm and seventeen years old. Were you allowed all the to time. watch that? Um, yeah, but it was like after my parents went to bed, so yeah. it was like you know, like television and music was my portal to the outside yeah, world. Yeah,
1: entertainment.
2: Yeah, exactly. Wow. So she, at in real in real time, uh-huh. this is like a fifty year old woman. <laughs> Who I'm lusting over as like in her mid twenties yeah. and the seventies. Yeah. And I became so infatuated with this woman that I couldn't this was like before the days my parents wouldn't let me have the internet either. Yeah. So my sister tried to like hook up the internet, but I would have to like Well you meant? you know have, you have to like plug it into the phone yeah. jack or whatever yeah. and then it would just get disrupted all the time. Yeah. So I couldn't like look at internet porn or <laughs> anything like that. So I would go on ebay for like an hour every night and i would bid on all these like posters of cheryl ladd from the 70s oh and God. i spent like 400 dollars on like cheryl ladd memorabilia of like these posters these framed eight autographed eight by tens i basically this had a sh-
1: happen when you make you you have to withhold so much exactly it's yeah. like you do stupid crazy things because you've been so like yeah What's the word guarded or yeah, yeah. sheltered restricted sheltered, yeah. restricted a hundred percent
2: yeah, so I had a shrine to Cheryl a lad in my bedroom were you allowed to This was after my mom died, oh, it was okay. right after she died this and my the dad my dad would just walk into my room, he never even said anything about <laughs> it, he just kind of would look at it like i i don't <laughs> e- I don't even know where to begin. <laughs>
1: pack any of that <laughs> my dad's
2: like this is who i used to jerk off to what is this
1: so tell me about before we wrap it up tell me about um your special that's out
2: uh my album yeah your album it's, <laughs> special. it's a special album uh it's a it's an album that i recorded in july at union hall it came out in december uh i've been doing stand-up for 11 years so it was you know I was hearing all about these people making money off albums and I'd kind of been shitting on the whole idea of doing an album like who's gonna fucking buy that but it's not about that people don't buy albums but you make money off these streams so I thought yeah that'd be nice that'd be nice to get some of that hell yeah so um yeah it's out it's out now it's called barely regal um and like I said I have no idea how it's doing (laughs) so give it a listen give it
1: a listen you are truly fascinating one final question what advice because you've been through Armageddon and back what <laughs> advice would you give to people on how to cope with your hell like when you're going through it
2: how to cope with your hell mm-hmm. uh just knowing that the human spirit is very resilient mm-hmm. and you can go through time time really does heal everything yeah. like you can be in the lowest possible place in your life i mean my my mo- not to get too sappy but my mom was my world. She had built this world for me Mm -hmm. that I was trying to thrive in, even though I didn't it didn't really feel true to me. Mm -hmm. And then this person that was like the linchpin of my life and my community died. So not only did my mom die, but like my community
1: Your purpose. I was
2: questioning my yeah, my purpose in this community, whether I wanted to be a part of it anymore. Uh I mean that that chunk of time from seventeen to twenty, that three years the fact that i made it through that is is kind of remarkable to me um so and i think you know i think uh i have a level of ptsd to some degree i think about horrible things happening to mm-hmm. my family all the time mm-hmm. um so i think just knowing that regardless of what happens to you just kind of keep going and things will Will get better. I we'll like get how you easier. said, like,
1: yeah, believe in the hu- human spirit. Like, have yeah. some confidence that you will be okay. Yeah, and that's what humans can do. That's like our special thing, despite right, right. all the demons that we have to deal with. Um, Doug Smith, you're amazing. Where can people follow you?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at @WhoDougSmith.
1: <laughs> um, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for coming to hell. Bye.